0: just a heads up y'all this episode contains mature content and potty mouth language that you might not want your mama or little kids to hear but the story is a doozy so you might want to put on headphones or save it for later Welcome
1: to the All Y'all Podcast. I'm Chris J.
0: And I'm Sarah Bear. Chris and I produce All Y'all independently in Shreveport, Louisiana, and we record it at the Cohab Podcast Studio. If you are interested in creating your very own podcast, you can visit Cohab.org to arrange a tour of this very cool studio space. I feel like a pro podcaster it here. It's
1: very fancy feeling. It's nice. <laughs> this episode features storyteller robert boz balcom who shared his hilarious and jaw-dropping tale during our july 2016 live event entitled i fought the law
0: boz is best known to his adoring public as the owner of maryland's place which is a popular cajun and creole restaurant here in shreveport and side note maryland's place is our presenting sponsor for a full season of live storytelling events and podcast episodes They have done so much to help all y'all along the way. If you are looking for a great po' boy, maybe a killer Sunday brunch, or just a really welcoming laid-back atmosphere where everyone is welcome, give Marilyn's Place a try. And we should point out that Boz was an all-y'all storyteller two years before he became a sponsor of the program. I think attending that night made him realize that he really wanted to help us out with All Y'all, which is, we are eternally grateful.
1: Though Boz's friends will tell you he's a fearless, adventurous guy, I think he was a little nervous to tell this story at All Y'all Live. The story takes place in Port Gibson, Mississippi, where he attended reform school and went on to become the town's deputy sheriff, you know, which is a totally reasonable order of operations. And he also owned a strip club while he was there and also operated in a illegal gambling ring. So let's just get ready for a story that involves all sorts of tomfoolery.
0: Following this wild and raucous story, we'll hear from one of Boz's high school classmates about what Boz was like in his high school years. I'm sure he was like perfectly innocent, right? Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, Mm -hmm. the reform
1: schools are known for how very normal and uneventful life there is.
0: (laughs) So here's the one and only Robert Boz Balcom with a story we're calling Titties in the City. I'm so glad I got to say titties on the podcast. I can't
1: believe we're calling this this story Titties in the City, but here it is, y'all. Here's Titties in the City.
2: Thank y'all for coming and uh, giving me this opportunity to hopefully uh, make you laugh a little bit. So my story started uh, a long time ago. I was 16 years old, and I was a horrible juvenile delinquent. So my parents sent me to military school in Port Gibson, Mississippi. It's about 30 miles south of Vicksburg along the river. And I knew when they dropped me off at Chamberlain Hunt Academy with 200 other juvenile delinquents that I had arrived. I had found my home. (laughs) Four years later, I have finished my time at Chamberlain Hunt. There was one point I was the regimental commander of the school. The inmates were literally running the asylum. (laughs) I tried my hand at college. The first two years I attended college, I had two freshman years. And I decided after uh, failing my second freshman year that Academia was not for me. So I joined the workforce. I tried my hand at that for a little while. Apparently I was overqualified. You needed a strong back and a weak mind. I got somewhat tired of that and I decided to go back to Port Gibson and do what every 22 year old ne'er-do-well will do. Me and my best friend opened a liquor store Woo! So, life was good. I was having fun. I was 22 years old. I was back in Port Gibson, Mississippi. I was a business owner, a member of the community. Uh, I was, uh, life was good. Life was fun. We were having a good time. So I thought I'd give back to my new community. I would do my civic duty. So I trotted down to the Claiborne County Sheriff's Office And I signed up to be an official, part-time, volunteer (coughs) deputy sheriff. (laughs) And there were about ten of us that, you know, all did a little training, did a whole lot of talking, a whole lot of hanging out, bought a bunch of gear. And uh, (laughs) life was good. It was fun. We were having a good time. And then the circus came to town and what I mean by the circus is Ralph Simpson showed up and him and his girlfriend had moved to Port Gibson to open up Port Gibson's premier and first ever titty bar (laughs) and I thought that was a fantastic idea and Ralph was (laughs) this 50-year-old con man. He had had a very colorful past, let's put it that way. And he and I were instantly uh, friends and comrades. And I owned the liquor store, he owned the titty bar. It seemed like a natural progression. (laughs) In Mississippi, you cannot sell booze out in the county, but you cannot have titties in the city. <laughs> so his his nightclub was, you know, twelve miles outside the city limits, in the shadow of the Grand Gulf nuclear power plant, right next to the gate number two. And he needed an official bootlegger for his club. I volunteered. So things were good. Life was good. We were having fun. I was a liquor store owner and a co-owner of the titty bar. I was the left hit. So we were bootlegging whiskey. I don't know if you've ever been to a Mississippi joint, but they sell beer over the counter and liquor under the counter and uh we were having fun everybody's having fun the customers were having fun it was uh it was a good time it was a lot of fun so of course Ralph suggested that we uh start taking bets on football games Port Gibson didn't have a bookie I thought that was a great idea and I said, Ralph, I don't know anything about football. And he said, Don't worry, I'm your partner. We're going to do this together. And life was good. We had uh, this was, I guess, the fall, and eighteen weeks of football was coming up, and uh, we launched our bookmaking services. And uh, it, it was fantastic. the The mayor would come in and bet on Mississippi State, and the the the, the, the preacher would come in and bet on SMU and uh, you know the, everybody was coming to us to place their bets and it was uh, you know it was great things were going along just fine we had the uh, the bar was booming it was the place to be although it had a name it was called Doc's Place which was for Deanna and Ralph DR but everybody in the community referred to it as the butt hut. (laughs) So the butt hut was hopping, the booze was flowing, we had a craps game going in the back room, the girls were dancing, the jukebox were playing, the bets were getting made, and somebody pointed out that in a very short period of time, I had become the Port Gibson mafia. And I loved that, I thought that was a great thing. (laughs) Everybody was having fun, nobody was getting hurt. There was lots and lots of liquor and lots and lots of dancing girls. And then the high sheriff came out and had a chat with Ralph. They went outside They had their chat. He came back inside. I said, Ralph, what happened? And he said he wants a campaign contribution. (laughs) And I said, well, what did you say? (laughs) He said, I said, no. I said, well, (laughs) what did the sheriff say? He said, I'll be back. (laughs) Well, you know, we kind of tightened up the operation and, and, and... we waited around and waited around. A couple weeks later, uh, the sheriff won his election. He was now the sheriff for four more years. We all thought it was water under the bridge. And, we, you know, we the girls were dancing. The booze was flowing. The dice were running. It was a good time. Everybody was having fun. And then one Saturday night, the entire... Sheriff's department raided the butt hut. All four deputies were there. <laughs> Both squad cars. And the high sheriff came in and 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 he you know he took all the girls and he shoved them in the back of the car and he arrested the dancing girls and he arrested Ralph. And put him. In, he said, "What are you doing here?" I said, "Well, I own half this place." <laughs> Life was not good. (laughs) They got ready to transport everybody back to the Claiborne County Jailhouse, and they realized that all the squad cars were full of strippers, (laughs) and the high sheriff wasn't going to put Ralph in his car. So my last official act as a volunteer part-time auxiliary deputy sheriff was to drive my business partner and partner in crime to the jailhouse. (laughs) We got about halfway down the highway and I leaned over to Ralph and I said, hey, put your seatbelt on. (laughs) And he said, what are you gonna do? And The high sheriff was right behind us with his lights and siren blaring. So I'm gonna slam on the brakes and the high sheriff's gonna run into us And he said, good God, don't. He'll kill us both. So we get to the jail, and they take Sassy, Peaches, and Stormy into the jailhouse. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Sassy, Peaches, and Stormy. And they take Ralph into the jailhouse. He goes in the back room. Campaign contributions were made. offenses were forgiven, no paperwork was filled out, and he did not receive a receipt, but an hour or two later, Ralph comes out of the back of the jail, and I'm there waiting, and I said, what happened? And Ralph told me, well, you win some and you lose some. (laughs)
1: Boz telling his story at All Y'all didn't go unnoticed by his former classmates in Port Gibson. In fact, some of them traveled to Shreveport just to see him tell it live. A few years later, Boz hosted their class reunion, where we caught up with one of his classmates.
0: But before we hear that brief interview from the Chamberlain Hunt Academy class reunion, which was wild, yes, wild, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Maxcentric.
1: MacCentric are Shreveport's Apple premium service provider, and they can service and repair all of your Apple products using genuine Apple parts. But they go beyond other repair centers and fix little things as well, right down to polishing your iPhone's case before they put it back in your hand. Learn more about MacCentric and the services that they provide at www.maccentric.net.
0: All right, here's Betsy Wilson discussing her memories of Boz Balcom during their time together in Port Gibson, Mississippi at the Chamberlain Hunt Academy class reunion. We caught up with her just before a really great 80s cover band, The Mullet Boys, that's boys with a Z. They took the stage and uh, so I asked her, hey, do you know how Boz got his infamous nickname?
3: Yeah, so he had that oh raspy voice like Char- like Bosley off of Charlie's Angels. And so it just stuck. I don't know how it stuck. It just stuck. So, And, like, so people now, even here in Treeport, that have always known him as Robert, will still call him Boz. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. I had no idea where that's where that came yeah. from.
3: Yeah, so it was, a, it was a high school thing, and it just All stuck. Do it. But <laughs> when he said something about, I, I, I've joined in on the strip club, I was like, Boz. <laughs> I don't know how this is a good idea. You know, like, he owned a liquor store. He told y'all that, right? So he and his friend owned this liquor store. I was like, how does that make sense? Because you like liquor, and you're going to own a liquor store. And, I mean, you know, now Boz doesn't drink, so y'all don't know. Like, I mean, I knew Boz was gay then when he started getting into the strip joint. And I was like, well, how does that make sense? Like, tell me. what? do you think he was like, like progression I was like okay <laughs> so who goes to the, I, I bellied up to the I mean of course I'm gonna go but it was kind of a sad one because I mean Port Gibson Mississippi I mean you're not gonna get the quality you're not gonna get New Orleans there <laughs> I'm just saying giving you a limited talent pool well, mm-hmm, very limited <laughs> bless their heart
1: Thanks to Boz Balcom and everyone from the Chamberlain Hunt Academy Class Reunion for letting us crash their party, which featured, like Sarah said, a performance by a hair metal cover band called the Mullet Boys. It was just a great night.
0: I had so much fun.
1: Thanks again to Maryland's Place Restaurant as well as Max Centric for sponsoring this episode.
0: And remember that you can stream our collection of podcast episodes online at allyallblog.com. You can also find out about upcoming live storytelling events. Sign up for our email newsletter and more. I promise you, you will find something really cool on our website. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at All Y'all Podcasts, and we would love to hear from you there. If you liked this story, please share it or just tell us. Just at at mention us, All Y'all Podcast. I loved it.
1: We're not hard to find. You can can track us down. Lastly, if you've got an incredible true story that you think you'd like to tell at an upcoming All Y'all Live Storytelling event, reach out to us. One topic that we're seeking stories on is mental health, as we're gearing up for a fall 2019 live event on that important topic. We're searching for stories about times when you felt like you were losing your mind, as well as journeys through mental illness and wellness and other perspectives on the loss and regaining of control.
0: We are looking for storytellers, so call the Storyteller Hotline at 318-582-0665. Leave your contact info and just a brief synopsis of what your story would be about, and we'll be back in touch. Again, that's 318-582-0665. Thanks for listening, y'all.
1: Be kind to each other out there.
0: Just, like, high-five someone when you see them. Just be like, hey.
1: We need it right now. Just high-five someone for doing something awesome.
0: Just say, you look you look great today.
1: You look freaking awesome. I, you look beautiful. You are radiating today. Have you been standing near a nuclear reactor? Because you are glowing.
0: You should go get that checked.
1: Thanks, y'all.